0: Scott. Are You a sports fan who loves to have a good laugh? Oh yeah! Then you're in the right place.
1: I'm gonna make him an
0: offer Life moves pretty
1: fast. Welcome
0: yeah, to the man Chronicles. Has his best. What do you think,
1: gang? Should I open it? Yeah. No!
0: I don't want to open it. You have to tell the truth to enter the door.
1: What does that mean? I don't know. Tell the truth, enter the door. I'll
0: say it. Tell the truth,
1: enter the door. Guilty. Tell the truth, truth. Enter, enter, the the truth. enter the door. Tell the truth, enter the, the door. door.
0: He's a liar. Oh. There's something enter you're the not telling us, Jimmy. <laughs> Hello, friends. <laughs> Mr. Neighbor's House Two premieres June twenty fourth at midnight. Welcome to another episode of the Main Cave Chronicles podcast, a podcast of top culture where everyone has a story. I'm your host, Elias, and you can find me on Twitter, at The MCC Podcast. My guest this week, you've heard him on Bob's Burgers, seen him on shows such as People of Earth, Veep, New Girl, and also the star and writer of Mr. Neighbor's House 2, Brian Husky. Brian, thanks for joining me in the cave today. Thanks for having me. It's, uh, it's one of the nicest caves I've ever been in. <laughs> so what's, uh, what's new with you?
1: Uh, what's new with me? Uh, let's see. Uh, my daughter's starting volleyball today, her first sport, you know, so that's that's exciting she's eleven okay. so it's a big 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 deal uh, <laughs> what else other than that i uh I'm working on veep right now uh, the show for hBO called veep and um I did a special for Adult Swim that you can see online at uh, their website called Mr. Neighbor's House and Mr. Neighbor's House Two. Um it's like a dark uh kids show that plays in the mind of an insane person.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah, I got some questions written down for you about that. So I uh, Oh good. So I know the listeners, like I said, you mentioned uh Mr. Neighbor's House, Veep, people of Earth, Bob's Burgers. I mean, you've been busy. <laughs> But I want the listeners to get to know- yeah. I'd- I want the listeners to get to know you a little bit more. From uh, where are you originally from? Uh, originally I'm from North Carolina, I'm from Charlotte, North Carolina. Uh, um, how was it uh, growing up there?
1: Uh, it was good. It was you know it's better. Like once I moved away, all the banks kind of moved into Charlotte, and uh, made it uh, far more conservative than what I remember growing up with. No offense to any conservative listeners but they uh they kind of messed up uh the town a little bit made it a little uh, elitist in my in my view yeah. um but i loved it it was great yeah it's uh a, it's a, north carolina is great it has some problems it definitely has some uh they don't respect their teachers or uh, they suppress voting rights uh, but that's only a, the product of some of the people who are in power right now <laughs> otherwise the people are great there
0: yeah So uh, you studied improv, right? Did you move to New York City for that? Uh, Yeah, I moved to New York uh,
1: in, oh my God, I'm so bad at dates. I think 96, maybe. Um, And originally I was a photographer, uh, and I moved out there to do a one-year certificate program at this uh, photo school called the International Center of Photography. And so I did that and then I started uh, shooting my own stuff and assisting other photographers. Uh, and I moved in with this actor named Rob Cordry, who, um, people might know from ballers and he was on the daily show. Uh, and he we're just roommates and he was like, you're funnier than the people I perform with in a sketch group. You should Mm -hmm. probably be doing this stuff. And I've always, always wanted to be an actor. And I just need somebody to be like, hey, you should do this. I was like, oh, really? Okay, here I go. <laughs> um, I didn't have the confidence to kind of like embark on it myself. And I also kept trying different different ways of getting into it. And it wasn't until I found improv that I was like, oh, this this is what I've been doing with my friends for years. This makes sense. Um, I also used to play in a band. And there's something about the improv community and and just improv itself that it reminded me of the band scene uh in a lot of ways. Yeah. So did you uh yeah. I was like, so oh. like
0: so when you were growing up were you like into more like like you liked watching improv, kinda like, you know, Whose Line Is It Anyways, or were you like more like stand up comedy?
1: I had no knowledge of improv growing up. Um it was more like my, my stuff was uh before he became a a me too monster, uh, Woody Allen, um, uh, Monty Python, uh, Steve Martin. Um, I, I definitely liked more absurdist kind of stuff.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, and I was never much of an, I was never much of a stand up guy. I liked people who, who were kind of like world builders,
0: you know, in a way,
1: um, that sound in the background listeners is, the sound of cars. It's a modern. It's a modern reality. We got to deal with it. Oh, yeah.
0: um, you mentioned yeah, Steve. but you mentioned uh, Steve you know, Martin, and uh, like, I'm a huge Steve Martin fan from like his old movies. I love like The Jerk and My Blue Heaven, and mm-hmm. I mean he's done some great yeah. stuff.
1: Yeah, he's amazing. His I mean his writing stuff is great too. Like and then the there one of the big influences on me was uh, Wig Allen had those series of books uh, without feathers. Um, oh gosh, what's the other two? I can't remember. But it was a culmination of all these things he used to write for the New Yorker, and just like weird little stuff. And they were just these crazy absurdist little uh, essays and stories and and plays and stuff. And I just remember it being in my mind just kind of like you can do that. But This is so dumb. This an adult guy, like a grown up, wrote this. This yeah. is amazing. <laughs> so that kind of stuff. And then and then Monty Python, my brother. Uh, brother turned me on to, he's like, you should watch my Python. It's on uh, PBS. And I watched it and it just cracked my head open. It was great. Hmm.
0: So I read a line. You, you did try stand up one time. Uh, tell us a little bit about that.
1: Oh, I don't, I don't even remember. I mean, I, I've, I've tried it a couple of times. One was a very half ass. Like I just wrote down some bits on paper and then as they were tanking, I just started improvising, um, but they were, but that was a, you know, familiar territory. That was at uh, the Upright Citizens Brigade Theater where I've been performing for years. Yeah. So it wasn't in the context of like going up on a night where other people were stand-ups. I've done stand-up venues and clubs and stuff and done like character stuff. Um, but yeah, it's my, I just, I don't, I don't go towards it. My, my uh, I like working with other people and reacting off of them. Um, and I just don't think, in terms of like writing jokes, yeah. it just doesn't occur to me. But I have people all the time. like, "Oh, that's funny. You should, you should write that down." Hmm. I just, I, I, I'm, I'm either unfocused or lazy,
0: <laughs>
1: or just such a nice guy that I just, I don't, I don't want people can take the joke and do whatever they want with it. But I will sue them. I will
0: sue them. <laughs> now you became part of a com- uh, comedy troupe, the Naked Babies. How did you? How did that form? Uh That was.
1: Uh, like I said, I was uh, roommates with Rob Corddry, and
0: we wanted to
1: do, you know, in, in coming into the improv scene, we were wanting to sort of, like, make our make our bones a little bit. And, uh, you know, the Upright Citizens Brigade was sort of everyone's, um, I guess, sort of, like, model for, for how to do it. Like, do a sketch group, try to get a sketch show, do improv, self-generate so Rob mentioned that there was somebody in his improv class Seth Morris who was funnier than him and he was jealous of him but he also liked him so he should probably try to get him and then he was also working with John Ross Bowie they both worked at this at Scholastic Books as, as a temp job um, and so he was like hey, my buddy John wants to do improv too so maybe he could join up and we we're just like sure, yes, yeah. just kind of like came together. And then I remember we we went over. Uh, uh, Rob was cat sitting a friend's house, and we would have go over and and do like uh, sketch reads uh, at this house that smelled just just reeked of cat piss. <laughs> it was it's hard to be funny in in the the stinging ammonia
0: of cat piss. Do you guys uh, still get together and perform? Uh, we don't perform, but Rob. Was
1: uh, uh, EP on uh, Mr. Neighbor's house, and I mean, there've been a few occasions. Once a year, we all try to go to uh, a friend of ours. Years ago, started this uh, comedy festival in Telluride, and they basically just say you'll come perform. We'll give you a place to stay and ski tickets and stuff. And we're like, yes, that sounds great. So we have the opportunity to do that. uh, You know, per as per people's schedule. Um, but it's, uh, you know, the older you get, the harder it is to kind of come together. Yeah. But, uh, we're all, you know, dear friends, like they all, you know, I just, I just turned 50 this weekend and they all came for the, for the birthday and uh-huh. stuff. And it was great.
0: Happy, uh, belated birthday. Thank you. <laughs> so I
1: I, 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 sound like I'm a, I'm in a new demographic now. <laughs>
0: So you mentioned Mr. Neighbor's House. And I, I read online, you you, know, you <laughs> wrote it with Jason Matsukis and Jesse Falcon. How did you come up with the idea for Mr. Neighbor's House? Um, we,
1: we, so Jesse and Jason and I and some other performers do a show every week at UCB uh, called Soundtrack. And we always go to the bar afterwards and just hang out and have a drink. And we started talking about the weird regional kid shows. Uh, that we grew up watching, and just sort of started talking about how, like, the more low rent they were, the more they had this kind of weird menace to them. Like, there's some, there's something, something a little off about them. And we just kind of, and we just like it would be funny if I was the host of a, a sort of a demented kids show. Was just the the genesis of it. And so Rob had, you know, Rob used to do Children's Hospital, um, and he. Uh, had was in a position to sort of go to Dulso and say, like, I have another idea, like he had a deal open. And so we pitched it to Rob and he was like, That sounds cool. It was honestly like the easiest, you know, pitch we've ever I've ever done. Basically said, like, it's a here's the idea. They're like, Yes, do that. I'm like, okay, cool. Um, but it fleshed out from there. Like I wanted it I didn't want it just to be a show where I was crazy for no reason and mean for no reason you know like I think I think adult Swim is great but sometimes the craziness gets so so untethered and 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 un, you know it just kind of loses itself I wanted something that was always kind of came back to like why we might be experiencing this level of infinity yeah. you know what what's it about what's the genesis of it um, so he's wrestling with his personal demons yeah. yes
0: So you play Jim, who hasn't like spoken a word in seven years, right?
1: Yeah, that's in the second one. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean he is like Jim. Neighbor is Mr. Neighbor, Um, and so we play with one of the things we play with is like whose whose reality is this? Like we we don't have a reliable narrator um, or point of view because we're not sure if it's happening in the mind of actually mr neighbor or this guy jim neighbor or if they're the same person um so i mean the pitch for the you know as as i started to kind of like hone in on what we could do with it the pitch became like it's like a david lynch kids show okay. um and that's that's sort of where we are now we're just sort of playing with like what reality are we we dealing with
0: sure. um so yeah so after you did the first one uh did you know right away you wanted to do another one Oh, well, we we originally
1: had done it as a pilot. Um, Okay. They asked us to do a pilot, and we did a 15-minute version. Um, And I thought it was going to go, but you never know in this business. So they uh, said, we're not going to do a pilot, but if you'd like to do a special. So we did a special, and they loved it. And then Adult Swim is a funky network that kind of disappeared (laughs) for about a year and a half. And then... I think rob was having a meeting with them about some other thing and the head of the network was like oh but yeah you, you guys did that mr neighbor do you want to do an, an, another one it's kind of like he just forgot like he's like oh yeah is this yours yeah. you left this at my house do you want to you want to have <laughs> another one yeah. um uh, they so were like "Yes, yeah, please because we had, you know totally wanted to do one so right now we're hoping the third one will will
0: happen yeah. but you never know how did you come up with like some of those characters like buddy and chef bread and Even Jim. I I don't know.
1: (laughs) It's funny when people ask those kind of questions because it's like, you know, you just, uh, things, I mean, people have the craziest thoughts. I think it's sort of like what I was talking about earlier where, you know, a up will have a joke idea and they kind of pounce on it. I'll just have a weird idea and kind of lodge it in the back of my head and find a place for it. Um, And, but, you know, it's like in playing with the kids show genre, you're already, you know, you're already sort of blessed, uh, with this, this extra layer of like how whimsical and weird things can be. So you just kind of go from there, you know, you just build it up a little bit more and then you juxtapose that with, with some like harsh emotion or some kind of darkness. Whoa. I I just got driven over, (laughs) um, uh, and it kind of amp, you know, pumps it up. I mean, one of my favorite guys who never says a word that does anything is Spaghetti Face. He's just a guy who's got a bowl of spaghetti for a face.
0: <laughs> did you? So when you wrote this, did you pitch it just to only uh, Cartoon Network, Adult Swim, or did you go to other networks too?
1: Uh, just Adult Swim because it was a thing that Rob had a, a deal for okay. another project. So we're just like, what if we did this? Yeah, and they said, go ahead, give um, it a shot.
0: I was uh I was asked to ask you, when the trailer came out, did you freak out any kids? Did you hear anything? Uh, what do you mean? You mean when I, I, well, I released the what, little yeah, thing for the show? yeah yeah like the, did you hear any uh, responses back from the trailers? Uh no no I mean you
1: know a lot of people they if they do post something they're like that was scary yeah
0: <laughs> but we
1: tried to you know we tried to be clear about like anything on adult swim is not. It's not for sort of like you know seventeen and under, basically. Yeah. Um, although, you know, with Rick and Morty, are they're, their large, large part of their fan base now is tweens. Um, so they gotta they gotta watch what they put on there.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, but yeah, I remember I showed my daughter the pilots and she was young. At you know maybe I can't remember how old she was. Maybe. 7 or something at the time and i said like there's one part that gets really scary so if you you don't want to watch that that's okay she's like yeah i'll watch it and it was just it was this whole thing where i go into my own brain and then that's like yeah i didn't like that part i didn't i, I didn't like that part
0: <laughs> so i, I mentioned sorry. i mentioned earlier that you know you do voiceover for, on bob's burgers also uh tell us a little bit about uh-huh. that. tell us a little bit about that and like and the character you play on the show
1: uh, well, I play regular size Rudy, who is this uh, uh, classmate of Louise's. And he's uh, kind of, he's, he has asthma, and his parents are very overprotective of him. Um, or his, his mom is overprotective of him. We've never seen his mom, but I actually play his father as well. So I've done scenes where I've had, I've had dialogue with myself in the same like I've just toggled back and forth. Um, between being the dad and the kid um but yeah he's a very i, I was surprised people are love that character just, i've had a lot of fan, pretty much the only fan mail i get is from playing that character uh <laughs> on uh on
0: that thing yeah i mean it's got a good but following. it's so great
1: like oh it's got a huge following and yeah. it's just and also it's just as far as just from a work standpoint, they are the nicest coolest people uh the writers uh, the main cast it, it's just kind of a ideal lovely un, un, unheard of <laughs> situation in uh you know in this line of work yeah. uh, everybody's very laid back very supportive they, they encourage improv um yeah it's nice
0: do you enjoy doing uh, voiceover work like that
1: oh yeah oh my god if I could if I could get a Listen up, Hollywood. If I could get a VO job, it'd be fantastic. Um, It's it's fun. It's it's you can dress however you want. You can let yourself go. Um, Yeah, it's terrible for hygiene because you can just like give up. But great, great for being lazy.
0: Uh, uh, Last spring, you were also on New Girl. That must have been a blast.
1: Uh, Yeah, yeah, that was cool. yeah, I, I didn't realize, like, I, I was talking to uh, uh, Jake Johnson, and he was like, yeah, at this point, our audience is mainly tween girls. I'm like, what? <laughs> He's like, yeah, at this point, we you know, the show started off of being appealing to sort of like 20-somethings, trying to figure out their, their adult life, to their fan base being these, you know, 10, 11, 12 year old girls and so he's like i'll walk through the mall and i'll you know, have a gaggle of girls come up to me and he's like i'm always very uncomfortable <laughs> Like, please this is, this is i can't handle this get away this is weird
0: what do you think has been your biggest achievement so far in, in the acting world
1: uh god i mean honestly just just a continuum of work i mean it's uh it's a really really fun rewarding um you know pinch yourself that you get to do a kind of job and just the fact that i've been blessed enough to kind of do all these great jobs and work on these great shows i mean pretty much all the shows that i work on i am a fan of so it's it's kind of crazy i i really haven't had to kind of take a gig where i'm like all right i'm gonna bite the bullet and do this terrible sitcom or whatever like I you know yeah I've been very lucky to sort of be part of stuff that I like um so
0: so if you weren't an actor if you weren't an actor what do you think you'd have been doing right now Uh, I guess I would I probably
1: would have continued to be a photographer but I think I would have been depressed (laughs) as a result I like doing photography I didn't like doing it as a job um and I and I could tell when I was doing it that I was like, oh, this I have an itch that's something getting scratched. Um, but it's funny that's a conversation a lot of actors have. Like, well, if this goes belly up, can I sell shoes? Would I be okay? You know,
0: yeah.
1: as a lot of actors end up doing, would I be a real estate agent? Like, what, what what would I end up doing? Um, I don't know. I think I know I have to do something creative. Like, I'll go bananas if I don't. So yeah um whatever 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 it would be it would be something where i get to create
0: do you have like a dream role that you want to play someday or like an like a goal
1: oh god i would i would beyond love to be in a coen brothers movie that would be yeah i would yeah. love to do a coen brothers movie I, I i think that that's that's a big one um and then, yeah, I'd like to. I'd like to do my own series. I'd like to do something that is that gets to have sort of like uh, a continuum in life to it uh, beyond just you know the specials are really cool, but it'd be great to sort of really, really see how far something could go. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you see? Yeah.
0: Do you see maybe Mister Neighbor like getting picked up as a series on uh, Cartoon Network?
1: I, uh, no, No. I don't. Um, I mean, I think if they, I think they would have at this point if, if, uh, if they're going to, and it's very dark. It really Adult Swim is kind of the only place you could do something like that. Um, but right now it is kind of not like, if we get to do a third of them and have the third one kind of worked out, uh, that would be great. That would feel like a, a healthy, book-ended, you know, trilogy kind of project, which would be very satisfying. Um, You know, if anything, I hope people kind of see it as like a calling card for what what I can do. Uh,
0: Yeah. So throughout the years, you know, you've played a lot of characters. Which one is your favorite and why?
1: Mm, That's a tough one. Uh, I don't... I. Not to dodge the question with your gotcha journalism, but I think uh, I don't really have a favorite. But I loved playing Chet because on Children's Hospital, because he's just uh, he's just so absurd and and random and and a in a and a healthy blend of sort of like scary and sweet at the same time. Uh, I really love doing Veep because it's just the best T V show out there and uh just being a part of that is so amazing. Uh and I like playing that guy. He's an asshole. I like playing being an asshole. Um and who else? I can't I'm trying to think who who oh and then you know, it was it was great doing People of Earth. Uh I really love Richard Schultz. He's such a tragic tragic figure um but alas tbs decided
0: to make a huge mistake <laughs> yeah so uh yeah do you have any uh future projects that are coming up mm.
1: well no that's the uh uh oh wait somebody's now using their bandsaw can you hear that let's just, no. just tell people i'm farting like right. the same part in the background. <laughs> um, uh, no, right now I'm I'm sort of I'm writing some stuff uh, which is which is always sort of like a big investment uh, it's, writing to me is like the longest audition you're, you'll ever do you know because you'll just go through all this stuff and they are like yeah you know what I don't think we're going to do this <laughs> that's why acting is great because you go in and, and within like two or three times of trying to do it they'll figure it out um so, yeah, so I've got a couple of things I'm writing I'm going to do some pitching on. Uh, but, yeah, it's uh, it's uh, an open horizon right now beyond uh, doing deep. Yeah. So That's good. All, all you casting agents listening to this, you know, get on it while it's hot. Uh,
0: and lastly, how can the listeners find you on social media?
1: Oh, listeners, this is top secret. I am... Uh, both on instagram and twitter uh as the brian husky all right. uh, and i'm more on instagram than twitter because twitter bumps me out <laughs> um i just i will selfishly promote stuff on twitter and that's about it and instagram it it feeds my my photographic past that go. itch gets all scratched right. on that thing
0: all right so yeah <laughs> this was it. a blast uh let's get you back on in a, in a few months this was fun
1: cool man thanks uh and i love your cave i love what you've done with it it's not as mildewy as people say so that's great
0: thanks so much for listening to the man cave chronicles follow them on twitter at the mcc podcast we'll
1: catch you next
0: time